Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is uh, Neil Jones here in the office. Hello, Neil. Hello, Ian. And also on the line, we have James Pearce. Hiya, Jay. Hello, Ian. Uh, James, obviously the big news that's been breaking today, this afternoon, is that Liverpool have agreed a deal with Barcelona for Philippe Coutinho for £142 million. What can you tell us about this? Yeah, well, I think it's the day that Liverpool fans have, have feared for a long time. And I think it was, in, in recent days especially, it's become increasingly inevitable. And, and now we, we know that a deal has been struck between the two clubs um, in the region of £160 million. Euros, works out about £142 million pounds of which about, I think, I'd like to believe that about £105 million pounds of that is, is guaranteed, the rest of it, and add-ons. And I think you know, the attraction for Liverpool was the fact that those add-ons, I'm, I'm told, are achievable and realistic, um, as opposed to last summer when the, the bids from Barcelona then, um, the, the add-ons were regarded as um, as, as, as pretty uh, pie-in-the-sky stuff in terms of linked to Ballon d'Or triumphs and that kind of thing. So... Yeah, a, a deal has now been struck, which means that uh, Coutinho is, 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 will be flying to Barcelona imminently. Um, and, and they expect him to be in the director's box watching their game against Levante uh, on Sunday afternoon with a view to starting his Barcelona career next week. So, uh, yeah, the, the five years of Coutinho at Anfield have, have come to a close. Yeah, James, me, me and you have spoken about this, obviously, just, just in, in, in passing a lot, a lot of times in work and got on the way to games and things like that. And I think we were both in agreement that it would, it would need to be a pretty good reason for Liverpool to sell in January. Do you think 142 million and 105 up front, do you think that's a good enough reason? Um, do you know what? Personally, I, I would still rather have Coutinho until the end of the season. Yeah, because, me too. Me too. Um, I, just, I just feel that. You know what? You know it just feels like you're rocking the boat um, when it, it, it doesn't need to be rocked at a time when things are going so well. You know, enjoying was it 17 games unbeaten, the best run Liverpool have had under Klopp. You know, they've got a, still got a battle on their hands to ensure they finish in the top four of the Premier League and they've there's the Champions League to, to have a shot at as well. So it, it it feels wrong to be honest that Liverpool are losing such a key player midway through the season. Um, you know, I think of when Klopp, I've heard him many times speak about how, you know, you, you make a contract with a player for, for a full season and, you know, and, and how then you, you assess things at, at the end of the season. And obviously in this case, that, that breaks with that, um, that way of doing things. Um, I, I mean, I can see it from Klopp's viewpoint. You know, I think some people will use this as a, you know, a, a, to, to bash the owners because they'll, they'll say they're taking the money. I think. I think that's a bit harsh because, you know, the, the fact of the matter is it's Klopp's decision. I, I think a lot of this was, even going back to the summer, when you, when, when you listen to Klopp talk about Coutinho, I remember being sat, I think it was at, at, at Watford, um, and I don't think it ever sat particularly well with him, the idea that you were keeping someone who didn't want to be there. I think he's so much into the team ethic and the togetherness and the... The camaraderie that you know, he. I don't think. I, I don't think the idea of going through that again um, for the whole of January, which, which is what it would have been. You know, let's you know, let's not beat around the bush. Coutinho didn't play at all with that mystery back injury in August, and you know, amazingly, his side played up at the start of January. Um, so did Klopp really want this hanging over him into February? And yeah, of course, Coutinho would have had to have knuckled down from from then to the end of the season because. 
the World Cup was at stake. But I think I think Klopp just decided that you know rather than go through that again, coupled with the fact that the financial package on the table was was so huge that it was it was the right thing to do. But there's no doubt it will divide opinion amongst the fan base. Yeah. Let's hope that uh, let's hope that thigh doesn't play up in the medical eh, over the next uh, next twenty four hours. We wouldn't want him failing the medical <laughs> and being sent back, would we? Well, he goes he goes against medical science, doesn't he? Because he, he's the only player who who, who uh, he cured his back injury by spending twenty hours on on long flights to Brazil. Yeah, so, yeah. Holistic, yeah, holistic holistic therapy they call that. Yeah, I think. so I'm sure that little hop to Barcelona will sort out his thigh as well. James, the fact that the deal has been sorted or appears to have been sorted so soon after the January window window opens, do we read anything into that? Um, well, I think I think what what we can read into that is that Coutinho's representatives. I think they've been very clever in terms of. I think they they've acted almost like intermediaries in, in this. In terms of they they knew exactly what it would take to get Coutinho out of Liverpool, and and they you know they knew that that Barcelona were willing to, to shell out enough cash to, to make that happen. I think I, I don't think it was in anyone's interest really to go through another saga that just dragged on and on and on um, so you know if, if Liverpool were going to sell Coutinho I think it was always the you know it, this was the time to do it you know don't don't let it drag on and it you know they've they've been decisive they've decided it's 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 the best thing for for all parties they think they've got a, a fantastic deal out of it I think only time will tell on that front because you know the, the big thing you know, once once obviously the announcements out of the way and, and and those formalities are complete, people are going to be talking about well, what exactly do Liverpool do with that that massive sum of cash? Because you know, I think I think people will be certainly very very uh, determined to ensure that they see that reinvested in the squad this month. Because um, you know, I, I don't think it would sit right with anyone the idea that you lose someone as important as Coutinho and, and don't replace him. Is mean is this an ultimate example of player power in some respects? Because Liverpool could have kept hold of him, you know, Coutinho's under contract, but as you mentioned, Klopp just decided perhaps it was best to, to let him go. I know we've had a difference of opinion here. I mean, I wrote something uh, on Friday saying that Liverpool basically would be better off getting rid of him in January. That appears to have been the case for those very reasons. But you know, you and Neil think they should should have kept hold of him. Is that because of his of him being such a talented footballer, or wasn't there the risk that he may not have been quite as, you know, agreeable to going through another four months of playing for a club that quite clearly he didn't want to play for anymore. Yeah, I mean, well, that was that was the gamble Liverpool took in the summer, wasn't it? When you know people were saying, "Then I'll play a power or win out." It always does, and, and it didn't. It didn't last summer. Um, but you know, I think the word the word that Klopp used a lot in August was timing, and he and he said, you know, the timing is wrong. You know, it, it, Coutinho does not have a price, and and. You know, I would say January the timing is still wrong, but clearly um, the owners Klopp and, and Michael Edwards don't don't share that that feeling. I think I think you're right. I think player power always wins out in the end. I think I think I don't think anyone seriously thought that Coutinho was going to be kept to that contract that, that what runs until 2022. I think I think we saw that with Virgil Van Dijk. You know, he didn't get his own way last summer, yeah. but. You know, you, you can't go on keeping a player that doesn't want to doesn't want to be there. It just doesn't make yeah. any financial sense for the business. And similarly, well, in the you know, there are parallels so. between the two situations because you know Southampton dug their heels in. It didn't really pay off for them last summer. 
And then when there was a huge amount of money on the table from, from Liverpool, um, you know, the, the other week, they, they took it and, and Liverpool have done much the same with, with Barcelona's pursuit of Coutinho. Yeah, I said Ross Barkley as well, another example, isn't it? A lot of them sagas were unresolved in the summer, that those sort of long-running ones, Sanchez as well, they, they, they seem to be getting closer to being resolved in January. Um, we, we've just had a story up on the Echo site about obviously the potential where, where Liverpool might look to spend this this uh, wad of cash, as you, as you put it, in, in their pockets. Um, Thomas Lamar seems to be the one. He was the one they wanted, or he was a player they wanted in the summer. He's certainly someone they still want now, I believe. He is, yeah. He's a player that they've, you know, they've kept very close tabs on. I remember at the back end of the summer window that uh, they had medical staff on standby then, ready, ready to, ready to, uh, to do that medical in Paris if they, if they got the green light. Liverpool couldn't get that deal done. It was, the, you know, the waters were muddied really by Arsenal's uh, late bid, bid to, to, to sign him, and you know the, the, the fee effectively went up through the roof. I think Liverpool went from thinking they could maybe get him for 65 to 75 and then suddenly I think Arsenal were willing to pay 90. Um, he, he's certainly, he's still a player Liverpool, uh, you know, are, are very keen on. They haven't, I, I'm certainly not aware of any approach or anything like that at this, this stage. Liverpool have distanced themselves from those reports in France last night that, that Mares was, was one they were targeting as a Coutinho replacement. Um, but the, the problem Liverpool are going to have is, you know, the world now knows that Liverpool have got you know a, a huge amount of money to spend. So you can you can guarantee that you know I think I think Monaco uh, their head coach went on record this week as saying that they had no intention of selling a star player in January, and it would it would de- it would definitely take you know uh, probably at least probably seventy or eighty percent of that Coutinho money to even make them even think about it because you know every club now knows that they can. Uh, they can pretty much ask what they want because they they know that Liverpool have, have got this vast sum of cash at their disposal. I mean, how much of a blow is it for Liverpool's prestige? Because once again, they've got the best player has has left the club. You, you go back, you have got Suarez, you had Raheem Sterling. Go further back, Fernando Torres, and that's all under under FSG. I mean, how much of a blow is it to to the standing if it is one at all? And if it is, how can they go about changing it? Uh, yeah, I think it's awkward. I think people will. We'll add, we'll add Coutinho's name to those lists of players, you know, Mascherano, Alonso, Torres, Suarez, uh, and, and, and say, you know, again, Liverpool have failed to keep hold of their top talent and, and probably, you know, and quite rightly point to the fact, you know, Liverpool haven't won a trophy since 2012 and when you're not successful, it is difficult to retain your top players. I, I just think it's just, uh, it, it feels a bit different in this case because, you know, I, I, although Coutinho leaves Liverpool having not won a trophy, I, I don't think anyone could argue that the club haven't been going in the right direction under Klopp over the past couple of years. It's, it's more. I, I, I just think, regardless of, of what, uh, what, what Liverpool had won under Klopp so far, I still think Coutinho would have wanted to go to Barcelona. I just think for those South American players, the lure of Real Madrid or Barcelona is. Is so great that it's. Anyway, it's. I just. Yeah. I. I just. I don't. I don't really see the lack of silverware or anything like that as being a determining factor in this. Just because I. I think Coutinho. This. This has been his dream move for so so long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, James. In terms of the immediate future then for Liverpool, let's let's assume they are going to try and reinvest it, and we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> What's left in this team now? They've shown that they can win without Coutinho, but I don't know what you thought about last night's game with Everton, but I thought the midfield there looked shorn of, uh, of creativity and, and sort of guile and goal threat. 
can Liverpool find that within the current squad in the short term? Can they find someone to step in? I mean, Lallana's back, but he's still obviously some way off his best. Oxley chamberlain can play there. They've got, obviously, Chan, Wijnaldum, Milner as, as a three who seem pretty samey. There doesn't seem to be a great deal of wiggle room there. No, I think I think you probably put it in the short term until Liverpool do manage to get someone else in. I think it does put a lot more pressure on Lallana to, to get back to his sparkling best. I think, you know, you... You could you could tell that the Merseyside derby was a, a big step up in, in terms of intensity. I think from what Lallana felt at, at Burnley on on New Year's Day, because you know he he is that one probably him and Oxley Chamberlain effectively who would play that kind of advanced central midfield role. I think you know in in, in terms of the front three, you know Klopp will fill at the moment with you know with Salah should be fit for the visit at Manchester City next weekend that he does have sufficient options. But I think you're right. You are, there's, no, there's no getting away from the fact that you, you're losing so much quality. You only have to think back to you know December, and you know Coutinho had his best ever month for Liverpool. What was it? Seven goals in as many games. Um, the creative spark that he provides, you know, the, the deliveries into the box, the, the free kicks, the, the stunning long-range efforts, the you know the, the, the ingenuity and that guile that. Liverpool don't have many players in that squad who who can provide that. It doesn't. I don't think it's. It doesn't feel like as much of a loss as, as it would have been to lose him last summer, because I think six months down the line, you know, everyone's been blown away by by Mohamed Salah's impact. Um, but yeah, it's you. You can't. You can't deny the fact that he is going to be a, a huge, huge miss. And it, it certainly, you know, unless you know, even even say Liverpool go and spend a hundred million pounds and buy Lamar. There's absolutely no guarantees that that he's able to come in and hit the ground running, which which does make it you know a big big gamble you know sanctioning a deal for such an important player at such a key stage of the season. In that said, is it imperative though that Liverpool do do something this January or be seen to be doing something? Um, yeah, I think I think it would look very very bad if they don't go to replace him during this window. I think um, you know it would. It, it, it would certainly leave a hole, as we as we said, especially with them still competing on three fronts. Um, you know, suddenly you're only an injury or two away from being being thin on the ground. Um, but I think what what we can certainly deduce from the way Klopp has conducted himself so far, you think back to last summer where he refused to go and get a Plan B when um, when when Van Dyke wasn't available. You know, he, he didn't go and get another holding midfielder. He was prepared to wait. Uh, well, a, a, a kind of dynamic midfielder in Naby Keita didn't get what he wanted in terms of getting him in straight away, so was prepared to wait 12 months. So I, I, I think I, I would, you know, I don't think it's absolutely nailed on that Klopp will go and spend this money immediately. I think I think Liverpool need to. I think it would look incredibly bad if they don't reinforce the squad, having sanctioned this deal. But you know, I think the way that Klopp has operated so far suggests that unless he can get exactly what he wants. You know, he, he's not a man prepared to settle for for his second or third pick. Yeah, I mean, Kate Kate is an interesting one, isn't he? Liverpool would obviously love, I imagine, to get him in 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 January. Um, unlikely, it seems, or he'll be at Leipzig out of the Champions League. I think that bit might be one we might hear about in the next couple of weeks. Liverpool surely asked the question. Yeah, well, I think I, I certainly got the impression that Liverpool have already asked that question and and been told it it wasn't a goer. I asked Klopp about it about three or four weeks ago and he absolutely rubbished the idea said then said that um, you know they don't need to sell 
um, you know, they've got it's not in Leipzig's interest to, 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 to you know, in terms of to take a, a few extra million to to let him come four or five months early. He said that that <laughs> Klopp said that that just wasn't even a, a possibility um, when I when I asked him about it then. So, and I think I think Vardy Leipzig's uh, CEO went on record again this week as saying that Kaita or his representatives hadn't put in that request go to Liverpool early and, and again reiterated that you know they want Kaita to, to, to help them get back in the Champions League um, and that they don't have any intentions of, of letting him go before May so um, of course money money talks but you know as I think we saw with Leipzig last summer you know once they do once they have made a decision they don't they don't tend to back down too easily. Okay James thank you very much for joining us uh, and join us soon for our next Blood Red podcast. Cheers.